0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, guys? In case you haven't heard, Blue Wire Studios just dropped their first original podcast, Golden Goal. The show gives you 10-minute episodes all about soccer legends and the moments that made them. Whether you're just learning about soccer for the first time or a diehard fan, this podcast is a great listen for everyone. The final two episodes are live right now, or binge the entire season to learn about your favorite soccer stars. Check out Blue Wire's Golden Goal, available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Blue Wire. Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Clippers. Kawhi turns the corner for the win! Three the way. Yes. Paul George Lou Williams for the win. Bingo. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Clip and Roll. I'm your host, Justin Russo.
1: I'm your other host, Farbon Essenchari from Sports Illustrated. And uh, we have another special guest, Young Garrett.
2: I'm back again.
0: Back in the saddle. This podcast is being brought to you by Blue Wire and Bet Online. So, folks, Wednesday afternoon, the very first scrimmage game for the NBA in the return to play featured the Los Angeles Clippers. They took on the Orlando Magic, which, by the way, is hilarious because the Orlando Magic were the visitors in that game, even though it was like 15 minutes from their actual arena. So that was great. That had to feel weird, right? I, it was cool. It was, uh, You know what? I actually
1: really like seeing that background that they had today. I thought that was really a nice touch.
0: Um, Someone brought up an interesting point, which was, I wonder what kind of players are going to thrive in this setting. And someone had a thought that it might be the players who do those open runs during the off season. And so like, like for the Clippers, that's guys like Pat, uh, Trez, Lou, Lou especially because he never stops hooping. So you know when you jump into the game uh, of the scrimmage like the actual takeaways from the game Lou Williams jumps right off the like top of the page he had 22 points 7 of 13 from the field three rebounds two assists he did this in about 16 and a half minutes he got to the line six times i thought he drove to the rim really well um he looked very comfortable and dare i say he looked a little bit quicker, right? Like, he, like his first step seemed quicker than usual to me. 100%.
1: He was pretty good, but he was no Alex Caruso. That guy's just straight up better, you know? Oh my We're God. not doing
0: this today. <laughs> We're not, I'm, I'm not entertaining that stuff today. I'm All right, good y- y- young mine.
1: Garrett, you go. You, you, take it up. you take it away.
2: I just bounce off of what Justin said. I thought Lou was terrific today, especially looked quicker, I thought. Uh, but totally agree. He'd say, he's someone that I think is going to thrive in this kind of situation.
0: So if you watch the game for anyone who didn't watch the game, if you did watch the game though, you would have noticed that Lou was the primary ball handler on the second unit. And the reason for this, which has been kind of a change over what they built the prior nine games before the stoppage, usually Lou got to play alongside Reggie Jacks on the second unit and Reggie was the main ball handler. However, Patrick Beverly is now out of the bubble. He's dealing with an emergency family situation as is Montres Harrell. We all wish them the very best as they're going through things. Family life is very tough and especially made doubly. So when you are so far away from your family in a secluded area and then have to leave that secluded area to go handle any family business. So we all wish them the best. Uh, with that said, Lou Williams had the prim- primary ball handling duties on the second unit because with Pat out, Reggie Jackson became a starter and with no Landry Shamit, who's also out uh, waiting to get into the bubble after he's done with quarantine That pushed Lou into the main ball handler guy. And honestly, Lou took to that like a duck to water, which isn't exactly shocking because that was his role on the team for quite a long time prior to the Reggie Jackson arrival. So it's nothing new to him. And he looked really good. And one thing I did notice while watching this game uh, is when the Clippers went quote-unquote small and had Jermichael Green and Marcus Morris playing alongside each other at the four and the five... It gave Lou Williams a lot of driving lanes, and I wonder how much Doc Rivers is going to look to exploit that going down the line in the near future.
1: Here's what we need to touch on. Did you just say like a duck on water?
0: No, like a duck to water.
1: Okay, where did you hear that from? Like, what movie from the 50s?
0: That is a very well-known phrase, sir.
1: I mean, maybe amongst the elderly, but I don't... <laughs>
0: just okay you need to stop going to parties and start hitting the
1: books (laughs) it was uh you know lou is always he can do the ball handler thing but sometimes when he does it you're like oh now he's doing too much so i think the best position to put him in is when he doesn't have to do it but he can do it because once once he has to do it and the opposing team figures that out it's a it's a pretty rough trap But, I mean, in a preseason game like this, I I think he's going to flourish in it. And if it was a playoff game, I'd I'd be, like, much more scared. And um, it's – you guys can let me know, but it feels like the only NBA players that seem to have these emergencies have so far just been Clipper players. I don't think we've seen anybody else on other teams unless it just hasn't been reported.
0: That's not true. Zion. Oh, Zion did too? Yeah, that's why Zion is currently out of the bubble. Okay. I
1: was like, man, what are the odds of that two and within four days of the same team?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it sucks. Uh, not even just from a basketball point of view. I'm just talking like as people that just sucks. Like you spent all this time and energy to come to this place. And then an emergency happens and takes you away. And now m- like the mental anguish that one goes through during that time cannot be understated. So I really really hope it works out for both of them this was a very tough time for them and you know i just wish them the best i don't even care about the basketball aspect i'm just looking at the person
1: yeah well said i mean on a brighter note that it's kind of interesting to see is they flew out a game entertainment staff for the bubble games i have been talking to one of them and i'm just like holy holy crap they actually flew out a game entertainment staff where i'm just like they're really going all out for
0: I don't, I, you know what? I watched the game today live and I liked like the no pumped in crowd noise, any of that stuff. I, I like just hearing things and like the players on the court. And I kind of hope that's just there to stay. Like, I don't think we need the in-game entertainment stuff.
2: What do you think, Garrett? I totally agree. And to take it one step further. I'm not sure if you guys caught any of the Sacramento Miami game. Um, but the Clippers, when they use those those back screens, uh, they kind of just had like, you know, defense on their Clippers logo or something like that. The Heat had like, let's go Heat chants and a bunch of fans like real up close to the screen yelling and all that kind of stuff. And it was I mean, it was a big distraction for me taking away from the game and that sort of thing. So maybe that helps them. But it just seemed like it was going a little too far. And I, I prefer to watch it without that kind of situation going on.
0: It's funny because I've been watching Premier League soccer and actually just soccer in general, like uh, Bundesliga soccer in Germany had the piped in crowd noise uh, for broadcasts and Premier League was doing the same. But if you went on NBC Sports, uh, NBCSN, I guess is what it should just be called, the NBCSN app online, you could watch the games with the natural sound of just the players and that broadcast is so much better than the piped in crowd noise. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really hope the NBA just goes with, with that natural sound because it would be nice as an observer of just basketball and even just the entertainment side of things to hear everything. And now I know they're going to bleep out curse words and all this stuff, but it still would be nice to hear the communication by players on the court in real time.
1: I'll bet you anything if the n b a and e s p n were willing to have that awful camera angle on Christmas oh, they're gonna on. do something that's gonna be like everyone's gonna be please don't do that again
0: that camera angle needs to never see the light of day ever again
1: they're gonna if do that
0: spunking. if that made the trip to orlando i I might actually just not watch no you, it, yeah, you you're gonna watch Get I, 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 I'll still watch but it's gonna <laughs> piss me off. I'm gonna tweet about it. Uh-huh. me and my
1: friend jeff we're gonna raise a store
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna be angry i am going to be mad online about it for as long as i possibly can um real quick though we gotta talk about joe kim noah he got the start at center evita Zubots, montress herald not in the bubble joe kim noah de facto starter it was his first game in over 400 days And you know what? I liked what I saw. Now, was he fully there on both ends of the court? Like, no, I thought he was lacking defensively, but I'm also not concerned. It's a scrimmage game. Who really gives a crap at the end of the day? But I did like what I saw from him offensively with his reads and his screening and his rolling So maybe the Clippers found a little bit of a spot minute guy at center as a veteran. You know, we've talked about it before, Farbod. His contract is non-guaranteed for next season. But if if he's still on the roster by opening night of the whenever the next season is, it's automatically picked up. So maybe he's going to be there next year. But for right now, I was very optimistic and intrigued by what he showed. And I want to know, Garrett, were you the same? Or were you kind of like hesitant a little bit with what he showed?
2: i completely agree i agree with you in the fact that i think that his defense is a little lacking he about a step behind uh in that sense but i thought he was he made some really great passes today great reads like you mentioned uh screening like crazy uh, a lot of pretty physical uh, pretty good rebounds in the paint um I, I was impressed with what i saw
1: it you know i i really liked what he i asked him post game actually um nice brag nice 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 brag he he had mentioned that um, they, he thinks the bench, like whichever team has like the most active bench might have the most advantage. So I asked him, do you think you guys are going to have the biggest advantage of the combination of you, Pat, uh, Trez, Marcus, and just like some of the best trash talkers in the league. And then he kind of took it in a different direction than I thought he just, he basically took it in a direction of how much you fit together with the team and, you you could just really see he really wants to be there man like he really loves the team already
0: i'm curious to see going forward what his role will be when everyone's there if everyone ends up getting there because i kind of think he will be fine just playing like maybe five minutes a night like at the end of the day he might be a guy like like all season long i've been complaining openly at the amount of consecutive minutes Doc will play Montrezl Harrell in the second half of games, especially the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. But maybe Noah's presence breaks up some of that fourth quarter stuff to the point where now if he plays four or five minutes in each half, it might be that little spurt to end the second quarter or in the middle of the fourth quarter to give Montrez a rest. And at the end of the day, that might be enough to help the Clippers win. Yeah, like I'm... Go
1: ahead. You always got to look at it from an injury perspective too. Like how loaded are you in a certain position if something happens? And I feel with both him and Reggie Jackson, I feel very comfortable if somebody goes down and be like, I'm okay with this guy stepping up. It's not like a – and I know uh, Garrett's going to be mad at me about this, but it's not like a Wesley Johnson situation where I'm like, (laughs) oh, man. I really don't want to see Wesley step in for Gallo or something. Like let's just – I'm fine with these guys though.
2: Man. Wesley's my guy.
0: Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24 7. On the entertainment side, Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team to bring you a brand new segment, The Ice Is Right. Floyd talks about all his jewelry and gives you the chance to bet on the cost of his bling to win some great prizes. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE, that's all one word, BLUEWIRE, to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. Bet online, your online wagering experts. So,
1: one of the interesting bits of story that came out this week um, was Patrick Beverly had mentioned he trained with Kawhi Leonard, and it was it wasn't supposed to be a long trip. It ended up becoming three weeks long, and I just thought it was so it was such a telling story. And he, he was talking about it with JJ Reddick. And Pat is a guy who's worked super hard. He's clawed his way for everything. And he said when he worked out with Kawhi Leonard, it it changed his life, and it taught him the true meaning of what hard work really is.
0: Yeah, their entire podcast, I I urge everybody, if you have not listened to the J.J. Reddick podcast that he did with Patrick Beverly, it is one of the best basketball podcasts you'll ever listen to. Because not only do they actually break down the game within the game kind of stuff, but Pat talks about... Uh, why he's wired the way he's wired. And then he talks about this workout session with uh, Kawhi Leonard where he was only supposed to go down there for a week and he ends up staying for three weeks training with Kawhi Leonard during the pandemic. And he was basically like, you know, I train super hard and I thought that I was this really hard worker. Like, I, I'm crazy. I'm manic about it. And then he goes, I trained with Kawhi for three weeks. And he's like, this, this dude's on another level. And JJ brought up a really funny story of when JJ was with the Clippers and they were playing in that playoff series against the Spurs, uh, the classic seven game one. And he brings up how pop would always sometimes, uh, put Kawhi on JJ to follow him around and stuff. And he said, in one of the playoff games, there was a moment where like, they had like a little bit of like a interaction and he goes, so I kind of, you know, I kind of slapped his stomach real quick. Like, Hey, no, no problem. And in his words, he's basically like, What the what the hell did I just touch? Like on his stomach. He goes, It was like rock solid. So like Kawhi's built differently. And I guess you can see it when Kawhi, like, you know, starts jostling with people down low, like the way they kind of just bounce off his frame. But look, it's gotta make Clipper fans feel happy that Patrick Beverly is the super hard worker and Kawhi Leonard is on like a whole nother level. So if you're a Clipper fan, you not only got a superstar in Kawhi Leonard, you got a you got a maniacal hard worker that is a superstar as well.
1: You know, it seems like Kawhi has the maniacal Kobe Jordan level kind of work ethic. And I I asked it to Doc Rivers, but he said it's not quite the same, but he is a very hard worker. But it it just it's it'd be so interesting to me because I feel like I feel like there's a big story there. It just how the repetition he has, because you don't go from a non-offensive threat on the scouting report to 30 points a game in a championship-winning playoff run where you set a bunch of offensive records. Like, you must have practiced, like, mercilessly, you know? And, like, I feel like he probably has such a good story to tell in terms of that work ethic, but you just never hear the guy talk.
0: Yeah, I mean, Garrett, did you listen to the podcast they did? I did not. I don't know why you're on here. <laughs> I
1: mean, he he didn't even watch The Usual Suspects. He's got to get out of here. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't. Why do we have you back on? Cause he never left. He's been on here since last week, and we turned it on, and he's already here.
0: I I, I think I buy that, Garrett. What you been up to the last week? Last week, I've been finishing my online classes, man. Ooh, what online classes are you taking?
2: Uh, it's a journalism course, it's all about social media strategy and that sort of thing. Uh news course about feature writing, and then the internship situation got going on.
0: What'd you learn in these classes? Give us, give us uh, a good breakdown, man. Nothing I didn't already know, unfortunately. A lot well, of well, it's okay, F- no, 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 Garrett's, Garrett's too smart. No. Garrett's too smart for us, bro. No, I'm being but serious. And like, there when are, you're,
1: and then there are regular people, and Garrett's above both, so sometimes you just no. gotta take keep,
2: no, yeah. When you're when you're in your fourth year at journalism and that kind of stuff at in college, like a lot of that stuff starts getting really repetitive halfway through. And so it's just, you know, taking each thing like one step further. It's not anything like, you know, groundbreaking.
0: Have you been getting any cramps in your arms lately? Any cramps in my arms? Yeah, have you been getting any cramps in your arms lately? Because you're kind of flexing right now. <laughs>
1: I hate you so no much. much. <laughs> you're like you're like I'm the like, dad what? I wish I never
0: had. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Garrett, you've been lazy the last week is what you're telling us because you didn't do any of your actual homework that we gave you.
2: Nope. I've just been doing doing finals instead. Very lazy. Yeah, you don't
0: need to do those. They no. don't matter. No. It's not, it's, it's not Wait, like so. they're a requirement or anything. So there's a journalism
1: major in school? Yeah. That's the, what first is what is that's the first I've heard yeah. of
0: that. What does a journalism final look like? Uh, so for my final project
2: for the news course, we had to tell a uh, multimedia story in like three different aspects. So okay. I, did a, I did a text story and I did a video story and an audio story. An audio story is like a podcast I did. Um, so I had to go out and like interview people and talk about like what they think about, uh, you know, college starting up again this, uh, this fall people going back to campus that sort of situation. Uh, That must have been interesting.
0: That must have been interesting in a pandemic setting.
2: Yeah, absolutely. To go out and talk to people in that situation was really uh, complicated. Not so great. Um, One of the days last week, I went up to campus and sat on a bench for like an hour and a half and like no one came by to talk to you. You're like, Hey, you want to talk to me? Hey,
0: you want to talk to me? And they're like, no,
2: get out of here. They say you sit on the bench and they're like cross the street. I'm like, I get it. I yeah, do that, that, that,
0: that, that looks shady bro like yeah. that's like some shady stuff
2: yeah so that was well, stressful but it's all said and done it's over with
0: now so that's good see see at least you got it far our child is growing our
1: child this is my son dude you you have no raising in him you're gonna make him say stupid corny lines if he's your kid I'm i've already right. adopted Ooh.
0: him i've I'm already adopted right. cool. him he's mine He's mine.
1: Garrett wears, Garrett has a toothpick in his mouth and a toothpick in his ear, like Razor Ramon. Cause it taught him to He's not cool. Scott
0: Hall. Shut up, Farbod. Just, just shut up. Um, going back to the Beverly, uh, appearance on JJ's podcast. Yes. One of the other things that was kind of interesting in it, and this is going way back to what Farbod was talking about in terms of work ethic. JJ asked him a very interesting question about Kobe, which is, do you think Kobe, should be in the GOAT conversations. And Pat said yes. And while I personally don't think he is, just because I think Jordan and LeBron were better players, but that's not the point. It's interesting to hear the aspect in which other players talk about him. And Pat was saying, and and this was really interesting, Pat said Kobe made the work ethic and like that dogged determination to win – he made that like more prevalent and more uh, out there in the NBA to where guys started to work as, try to work as hard as him. So that was like the imprint Kobe left on the game. And I don't know if Kawhi has that same like wired mindset, but it's interesting to hear Pat talk about Kobe like that. And then also talk about how hard of a worker Kawhi is. So it's not a coincidence that Kawhi and Kobe were so close Kawhi worked out at kobe's mamba academy in thousand oaks you know they were good friends they had a lot of interaction together and training so if you're the clippers and this is going back to like having a superstar such a hard worker it might not be a bad thing to have a superstar kind of in the kobe mold in terms of like that maniacal i'm going to do whatever it takes to win hard worker and so if you're the clippers i kind of feel like you won the lottery for Kawhi twice in that regard. I mean, I don't know if you guys agree, though, but that's how I look at it.
1: Well, I do think he should be in the GOAT conversation, like a top five conversation. But that's a different subject. Um, I think the Clippers did strike gold in the sense that they have one of those rare types of worker. Like if you ever have a guy that's so such a hard worker, he inspires hard workers to be harder workers. Like that's some crazy stuff. Like that doesn't happen often. So and we're not
0: talking about the Jimmy Butler going to let everyone know we're a hard worker type of hard worker. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, even then I think Jimmy Butler has done a stellar job though. Cause the Miami heat are pretty, their culture is pretty fantastic. I would agree. Um, and but the thing about Kawhi is he fits their mold really well of just shut up and do it. So it's like, even what he said about the jerseys, where he's like, it's not about the name we put on the jersey; it's, it's, it's about what we do. Which is kind of a Batman sounding line of like, it's not who I am, but what I do that defines me. Just because, okay. you know, the Dark Knight's the best. Anyway, but it's, they did strike gold twice in that regard, where it's a guy who fits that mold very well in so many check marks and is so good at the same time.
0: Yeah, I mean, Garrett, how happy are you that Kawhi Leonard's here from an out? Not just like what he represents in terms of as a winner, but in terms of his work ethic to drive his teammates to get to that next level.
2: Well, I think it's fantastic. And I think one of the biggest things that Justin, I think you'll appreciate about this is that. Like said, there's so many guys like Ben Butler and LeBron James and that kind of stuff that will go on and gloat about like how hard they work in that sort of situation. But then you have someone like Kawhi who isn't on social media, isn't doing any of that kind of business and just puts in the work because he wants to succeed. And you have guys like JJ and Pat talking about like they've never seen someone so crazy and so intense about this stuff. Uh, I think the fact you have someone like that on the Clippers that A, goes so well with this team's culture and B is really like a first for this franchise to have someone that great in the first place. Uh, I think it's fantastic.
1: It, it's funny cause it's also almost, it almost adds to his little kind of myth mythicism of Kawhi. Cause Absolutely. you never get to hear anything from him. You it's all secondhand
0: to, stories. It's mm-hmm. all secondhand
1: stories every single time. You, you literally never hear anything from him except other than like, I worked hard. Like, even what he said about Pat coming was just like, Pat worked hard and he did good and he came out better. And you're like, OK, then.
0: Pat was there. OK, thanks. Like, think, you know what I mean? Like, like, thank you. Like, next question. Um, Speak about working hard too Paul George looked really good in the scrimmage game. And I don't want to take too much away from an actual scrimmage game like that. But let's reiterate, it is a scrimmage game. That's what it was. It's like even a step below preseason. They were 10 minute quarters. I don't think people really gave a crap. Wait, however, wait, 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 wait.
1: But is it, are we going to get a tweet from a certain social that says, consider yourself warned after a certain scrimmage? We're not doing
0: this tonight. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. I'm not letting it happen. Paul George looked good. He looked like he believed in his shoulders. He honestly looked like the rest helped him. And I don't want to put the cart before the horse here, but I'm very optimistic with how Paul looked from the standpoint of his movement, his fluidity. That's another thing that Patrick Beverly and JJ talked about on the podcast was Pat talked about how fluid and smooth Paul George looks when he's doing anything on the court. And you saw that today. You saw that with the way he was moving. You saw that he had a really nice crossover step back into a three that he knocked down. He had another move where he got into the paint and hot and uh, uh, jump stopped and then was able to get a shot up and in, you know, like this is a guy who I do want to remind people is a year removed from being third in both MVP and defensive player of the year. It's not like he was a very good player. He was a, he was an all NBA stud. And I don't want to if. Go, go on. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You got I this. Saying, I
1: don't want to put too much into it because no, solely because he looks so good the first two games of the season. No, um, oh, the Clippers just canceled their media availability tomorrow.
0: That's good for you. You get to sleep in.
1: No, it was at 11 anyway.
0: Yeah, um, you still would have been sleeping.
1: Ah, nah. Um, no, he's yeah, right. right. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. That's why Garrett's here. Nah. Garrett's here to crap on you. <laughs> he, he, nah.
1: Don't turn my son against me. First of all, <laughs> second of all, um, the, the first two games of the season where he had like four, what did he have? Like 40 and like 20 minutes or something against that a leader. lot of points.
0: A lot of points. Like,
1: I'm not going to get fooled. Cause I need to, I don't cause he clearly has those moments where you're like, Holy crap. This guy's really good and then it's it's like an extreme 20 points a game. It's like 40 points one game, 10 points another game. 30 points one game, 15 points another game. So I I need to wait, like I need a much bigger sample size from him.
0: You know you know what's interesting though, and I think this kind of gets lost is like the eight games before the stoppage. He was only averaging 17 and a half points, but he was only playing 27 and a half minutes. And then you look at how he was shooting In those eight games, just those eight games, 46% from the field, 43% from three. Like, it wasn't like he was awful. He just wasn't playing a lot because they were keeping minutes down. So I also wonder from the aspect, and Garrett, you might actually have, like, you might be able to tell me whether you agree or disagree on this, but the time off with him might allow him to play more minutes as we get into the postseason then it would have been had the season just continued from where it was. I don't know if you agree with that, though.
2: No, I totally agree. And I wanted to go back to something that Farbaugh just said about PG starting the season. Like, I think he was so great back then, probably because he probably felt the best of did all season long back then. And now that he's had this time off, and like you said, he's 100% healthy, his shoulders are great, he's done rehabbing, that sort of thing. I think now he can finally play those minutes again. Now he can be someone that's you know upwards of like 36, 37, 38 minutes a game. Um, and if that's the thing too, is that he's been so crazy efficient this season, even though his like averages are down, you know, he's only playing, he's playing less than 30 minutes a game this season and he's still shooting 40% from three. He's still taking like eight threes a game. Uh, you bump those numbers up a bit to where he's playing 36, 37 minutes a game. And he's right back where he was last year.
0: If you look at true shooting percentage this season, he's at 58.2 last season was Mm 58.3. Like it's the same guy. He's just playing less exactly and also so
2: many, so many numbers you can go back and compare it from this season to last season and they're like right at the exact same mark if you go like per 36 per possessions anything like that but
1: you know what though i'm gonna be that guy i felt like just i don't saw like them i i felt like i saw him not do well in a lot of big games and do really well in a lot of games that weren't that big where i was just like the denver nuggets game was one of the first games where i was like okay he came up the lakers game he started coming up, but the first, the first Laker game, the Rockets game, the other Rockets game, there were just so many games where I was like, dude, you needed to come up because they're not going to win without you coming up. And great, you got like 40 points against the Timberwolves, but like kind of needed 20 against the Rockets, you know? So like, I don't know. He was great. I, I hear that. I kind of in the B range, you know, if you were to give it A, B, C, D range, I, I'm still in like the B range.
0: The other thing to remember with Paul – Is y'all on a first name basis? Well, yeah, that's my guy. (laughs) Uh, He had three hamstring injuries in about Mm -hmm. a month. So I think, and this, this also applies to Patrick Beverly with his three groin injuries in about the span of a month. Like those guys were banged up. And I also think this time off allowed them to mentally heal and also physically heal So that's why I'm really curious to see how PG does in this bubble setting when there's nothing but hoop. Like we saw how Lou Williams came out in this scrimmage game. And Lou Williams is the kind of guy who if all he has to do is show up and hoop, he's the man. And that's what we saw today in the scrimmage. And for the most part, the Clippers have a team full of those guys. They just want to go out there and play ball. So I don't think the bubble is going to be a big deal for them. I think it might have like some component to it where like with Paul George, like this is what he was built for. Same thing with Kawhi Leonard. Patrick Beverly, when he gets back in, Lou Williams, when he gets in Montres Harrell, like we're talking about guys like in the uh, not counting Kawhi and PG to some extent, who didn't really do open runs or the, in the off seasons. But, you know, you talk about PG, Reggie Jackson, uh, PG played some Reggie Jackson played some, but you talk about Lou and Trez and, and Pat, like those guys played open runs at Rico Hines all the time. So you get them in this setting, this is what they're built for. That's why I'm real interested to see how this team performs, especially if they're healthy in this setting.
1: I'm just very worried that they've had so many people go in and out now. Like they're missing like four people. The thing was they didn't have a fully healthy training camp, right? And this was supposed to be their fully healthy training camp. Like we got everybody. And then again, it's even worse than the first one in terms of being able to have everybody there while the Lakers and the Bucks are, seem pretty chill in terms of having everybody there. So, like, that is an issue I might be worried about.
0: It is. I also think you cross that bridge when you get to it, because I've subscribed to the theory that, for the most part, these seeding games don't really matter as long as you get to the two or the three seed, because either way, like, you're fine either way there. Like, there is no home court. There's yeah. just not. They so- just need to stay top three. Yeah, if if you stay top three, you're fine. And I think they're going to. I, I haven't looked at the standings, obviously, in a very long time, because what's the point of looking at the standings? But uh, if I just pull them up, the Clippers are three up in the loss column on Utah for a uh, top three seed, and they're two up on Denver in the loss column for the two seed. So even if Pat and Montrez and Landry and Zubats don't come back right away for the seeding games, or at least for some of the seeding games as long as they're back for like the back portion of them to at least get the like some run they should be fine cuz the clippers seeding games the first four are the lakers, the pelicans, the suns and the mavericks. They should win two of those four at least. And then from there you're talking portland, brooklyn, denver, oklahoma city. At the very least they should win two of those. So if you go 4 and 4, denver has to go and if you beat denver as one of those four games, Denver has to go seven and one to pass you. And so, Denver
1: is the Lakers too, from what I remember.
0: Yeah. So if you're the Clippers, you don't really need them back right now, but you do need them as you go into the post season. So uh, hopefully everything's fine with their families. And in the case of uh, Shamit and Zubots, hopefully they're healing up in quarantine and are able to get in sometime soon. But we don't really know when they're there until there's pictures of them, I guess is the way to put it. So that's fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, all I can say is that at the end of the day, um, Garrett needs to go watch the usual suspects and that's about it.
0: Garrett, if you don't go watch the usual suspects, you're not allowed to come on here and ever again. Okay. Uh, that's, that's fair. That's fun. I better get a notification in like three days that you watched it. Cause I now you do not have the excuse of finals. That. Wait, I again? I better get
2: someone's login. I don't have Prime. I don't. I don't mess with Amazon. Yeah,
1: Netflix, didn't it?
0: Is it on Prime? It's on Prime. I if feel it's on, like it's if on, it.
2: If it on. If it was on anything else, I'd have watched it by now. It's
0: on Netflix. What?
1: It, I'm pretty sure it used to be.
2: I don't think it is anymore.
0: I feel like you're lying. You think I'm lying? I'll pull it up. I feel like he would lie like, to
1: us. Are you accusing my son of being a liar?
2: Well, I'm
0: googling right now. I'm googling right now. Neutral suspects. ITunes,
2: it's on Voodoo. It's on Amazon Prime Video.
0: It is not on Netflix. It was it on Netflix. Used to be. It used before to be.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Huh. I mean, now only
1: totally Canadian Netflix.
0: I mean, I will tell you a site where you can watch it off one. Well,
1: Gary, your last name could be Canadian. I think you you should be fine.
0: Okay, so I can just get a, get
2: on a Netflix account just like that?
0: Yeah. You it's might very... you might be able just to VPN it, bro. Okay. All right. Uh, Farbod, do you got anything else? Nope. You want to say bye to the people? I'll let you say bye. Nope. Okay. Gary, you got anything? I got nothing. Wow, we're just a bunch of idiots. You're, okay, everybody. You're the lead. Go for it. I'm the lead. Yeah, I should never be the lead in anything. Um everybody stay safe. Social distance, wear your mask when you go outside. Also, keep your, mask my...
1: your face like a duck to water.
0: <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>